a Monday morning, and you know what that means. Streamers, welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Daz Don't, bringing you the Disney news that you need to know. Kicking your week off the right way. Hopefully, you had a great week last week. You were able to get a lot done, but if not, you got a whole new week in front of you, and I got faith in you. And and now, now this week, this time, this is the part where I bring on my co-host, my tag team partner. She is the rising star in the podcasting game and in the streaming world. Check her out wherever you get your podcast at Adventures with Steppers. Follow her on Twitter at AsianZing95 and on Adventures with Steppers on the other social platforms. It's Steppers! Steppers! Welcome back. Hopefully, Jackson had an awesome birthday last week. Oh, he did. We went outside of the house for the first time in forever. And it was a quality, you know, mom and dad's night out. It was it was very stereotypical. It was like we never mind. I'm about to insult some people. <laughs> we just haven't been outside in a very long time. It was very nice. And I baked him a cake and it was it was cute. It was cute. Well, I'm glad y'all had fun being able to go outside. Had a nice, quiet evening. Might uh, might have even went to the to the Home Depot. Just a really, really big day. We went to Lowe's and bought a wheelbarrow, but I think that that was the weekend before his birthday. Um, but yes, we yes, that is also something we do. Ah, uh-huh. maybe uh, maybe head to the Bed Bath and Beyond that we did not do. Okay, all right, all right. But we we could do it. But we we don't do it. We're deviating already, and we're like two <laughs> seconds into the show. I know, I know, and that's that that's partially by design because once again we're we're, we're kicking the show off at the top because unfortunately there is more of this uh, Ron DeSantis versus Disney stuff, and uh, and 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 we know Steffers, you don't want to talk about this, so Steffers is gonna go play on her Nintendo Switch and go do animal crossing things be sure to subscribe to her twitch channel uh she's gonna go harvest radishes on her island or whatever people do on they're, animal they're, crossing they're not they're not no? radishes they're, oh, okay. they're not radishes no Mm-mm. i'll be honest i've never played animal crossing so it's because you're not cultured. It's okay. Staffers, I struggle to be an adult in real life. I'm not going to play a video game where the point of playing the video game is to be an adult there. Like set up. No, 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 no. The point is to love your villagers. And decorate your. Yeah, you'd be terrible at that game. Yeah, I don't even do that in real life. Why would I pay? Forty nine ninety five in the N- Nintendo eShop to do that on a video game. Come on, y'all. Um, to play with your BFF stuffers. That's actually why you do it. Just well, you should you should come to East Tennessee and do that in real life with me. You can help me set up my condo. That would that would be a big help of me. Anyway, there is some uh, more news question mark in this as the DeSantis saga. Turns, according to a report from the Washington Post, Disney lawyers and lobbyists are working behind the scenes while the company stays 
publicly quiet over the recent bill that aims to dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has not been shy over what critics are calling a retaliatory piece of legislation. Recently, DeSantis all but confirmed that the legislation is an attack over Disney's stance on the don't say gay law, telling Fox News, quote, I am not comfortable having one company with their own government and special privileges when that company has pledged itself to attacking the parents in my state, end quote. Now, a report from the Washington Post claims that Disney's lobbyists and lawyers are trying to find a solution that allows DeSantis to save face over a law that poses more questions than answers. And this is from the Washington Post. Lobbyists and lawyers have been working behind the scenes to find a solution that would allow DeSantis to save face and continue to claim victory, quote, over woke culture, end quote, while in reality doing very little to impede the company's massive operations in Florida. The Reedy Creek Improvement District has reassured investors that the state is on the hook for $1 billion of debt, and this is a debt that DeSantis is confident that the state will not pay despite existing laws outlining government obligation in the exact scenario that RCID is facing. Speaking of the Reedy Creek Improvement District, Central Florida lawmakers are now weighing in on the, this topic. Three Central Florida lawmakers recently held a news conference and they talked believing what they think DeSantis is going to do. According to Senator Linda Stewart, DeSantis is planning on creating a new district called the Lake Buena Vista District to replace the RCID. The new general government district would be controlled by DeSantis with appointments made by DeSantis. Of course, this would result in the state absorbing $1 billion of debt carried by the district. Again, DeSantis has previously said that Disney would pay the debt. And again, this is something that is not required by current laws. If the debt were turned over to Orange and Osceola counties, Stewart said that it would result in the largest property tax increase in the history of the counties for those residents. Senator Randolph Bracey called the move a, re a reactionary act of retribution by DeSantis. Senator Victor Torres noted that the law will impact over 2,800 jobs that RCID supports. Torres also went on to call the bill a knee-jerk reaction and a political stunt. He noted that all Floridians, not just Central Floridians, will be impacted should this bill harm Disney, which is one of the primary drivers of Disney of Florida's tourism industry. And finally, there are some residents of Osceola County getting ready to fight back against Ron DeSantis in court. In lawsuits, these residents of Osceola County claim that Ron DeSantis is violating Disney's First Amendment rights to free speech after DeSantis admitted that the law to dissolve the RCID has stemmed from Disney's stance in support of the LGBTQIA communities. Current law would place $1 billion of debt that RCID has onto the state and likely onto Orange County and Osceola County, respectively. That would result in historic tax hikes on the residents, according to local officials. So, um, a whole lot to unpack there. Ron DeSantis has now come out and admitted that this is in retaliation to Disney coming out against the don't say gay bill. Um, I've been saying for weeks, this is going to end up in court. 
several times and it now looks like this is just round one. Uh, and not just me saying that, actual people who know what they're talking about have said this is going to end up in court. And um, unfortunately keep paying attention because I don't think this is going to be resolved anytime soon, but I am surprised that Disney is working behind, well, I'm not surprised that Disney is working behind the scenes while staying quiet publicly, but I am surprised that what they're working up behind the scenes is to help DeSantis save face in this instance and let him get a victory quote over woke culture. I'm surprised that Disney would be helping DeSantis try and look like a victor here while actually not doing anything. Because again, I think this is all political posturing leading up to November elections. So DeSantis and all of these politicians who want to run on the platform going after quote unquote woke culture can point to this, pound on their chest and throw red meat to their base saying, we took down the woke mob. I'm surprised on that. Will, rather I will give you updates as they uh, happen in this uh, um, kerfuffle, as it were, as uh, Ron DeSantis continues to wage his war against Disney and uh, other Republican politicians from different parts of the nation are now starting to get in on this. I saw this week a a uh, House of Representative member from Texas is now trying to repeal Disney's no-fly zone over uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, and again, I think this is just so he can go after quote-unquote woke culture. So uh, yeah, buckle up, everybody. I don't think this is going away anytime soon. So um, we will now talk about some fun stuff. How about that? And one of those fun things is a new roller coaster in Epcot featuring the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because as we are recording this, annual pass holder previews have started for the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, some media previews have been taking place before AP previews rolled out today and are currently ongoing and the reviews seem to be pretty positive uh if you are looking for a thrill ride like a velocicoaster situation this might not be the roller coaster for you so if you're looking for a oh my god experience it threw me out of the card i thought i was going to die cosmic rewind uh maybe temper your expectations on that but they're saying this is a very fun ride um, so I am trying to not get like watch spoilers. Me too. Me too. For whenever I decide that I will give Disney another dollary of my dues. <laughs> but I have been reading just like kind of comparisons, and there is a backwards launch, and the coaster does spin. But from what I'm taking from the reviews, it it's like a more intense space mountain with like Everest elements and then the quote-unquote spinning. Based off of what I saw, it's more like a turn for you to like, like experience, I don't know if this is a spoiler, to experience all that the ride has to offer. That's what I'll say. Because I do have more of an in-depth description, but I, I don't know if it would be a spoiler, so I'm not going to say it. Um, so it's it's more of a, instead of like an intensity kind of um, idea, it's more of a make sure you experience what the ride has to offer. Um, and, I, and I think that they, I'm, I'm assuming they balance that out so you don't 
puke all over people. <laughs> That's just my assumption. Um, but the actual story that we were going to say is that uh, they will be utilizing a virtual queue. Standby won't be available for Guardians, which... Honestly, we are living in a digital age. I, that's really... I, there's a lot of hot takes I can go with this conversation. <laughs> we are living in a digital age, and I think that we have the means to better our technology to suit things like virtual lines. And I just... I think this is the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. I, will this also take your Disney dollar reduce? Because you know that they're going to put this on the lightning lane, individual oh, lightning lane situation. Yes. However, I think... I genuinely think that there is a better way. I am not like huge tech into like I can I know how the like utilizing these lines work. I just feel like one they could make more money by utilizing the virtual queue because then you do not need to stand in line. You can go get some food and then mm -hmm. hey, it's your time to ride, go for it. I just don't think that the that the tech is is there yet for them because I just, I just don't think the tech is there. And and I will also say Universal's the same way. They started to utilize virtual queues and then they steered away from it just because of like the lines got more manageable. But I still think there there's room for, for the situation. What I don't like is being stuck on my phone trying to refresh your lightning lane, stupid thing. And then the times change. And the, that's a whole nother conversation that I don't really feel like having. But Virtual Q gets a thumbs up from me. I think overall this would just be better uh, crowd control. Because you know that this is going to be a busy like area for the foreseeable future. Oh, 1000%. This, this is going to be the reason to go to Epcot for the foreseeable future. This is going... Um, Figment is plenty of reason to go to... I mean, I, I, don't, dis I don't disagree. Epcot is my favorite park in Walt Disney World, but I think the shiny new roller coaster featuring the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think this is going to be a massive draw for a lot of people to go to Epcot or draw them into Epcot. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so virtual cues. Uh, when Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind opens on May 27th, a virtual queue will be in place. Guests will need to use the My Disney Experience app to enter the attraction. A standby queue will not be available. I repeat, a standby queue will not be available. Each guest can enter the virtual queue no more than once a day. So you won't be able to re-ride it, but you, in theory, will be able to ride it. Will mm -hmm. this work? Let's see. I mean, it, this shouldn't come as a shock to anybody if you paid attention to what Disney has done for the opening of their bigger attractions here recently in Epcot with Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in Galaxy's Edge with Rise of the Resistance. Disney has been leaning on the virtual queue and not having standby available. Now, in Ratty in Remy's Ratatouille, uh, we saw them recently come off virtual queue and standby is now available. And we also saw that in Rise of the Resistance, too. We also have seen them implement Lightning Lane, individual Lightning Lane. And I think there is a 100% chance that Cosmic Rewind will be available on the individual Lightning Lane. And I think it will be at the highest possible pay option on the individual Lightning Lane, too. Um, 
I'll be honest. I know some people are not a fan of the virtual queue. I've never had any issue with it. Granted, every time I've tried to get on a ride using the virtual queue, with the exception of the time that Rise of the Resistance straight up just wasn't running the day I was in Hollywood Studios, I've had success with it. So me hearing this news, I'm actually okay with it. And like Steffer said, this is kind of a smart play on Disney's part because this is going to get people on their new attraction and this is also going to get them in other parts of the park spending their money. This is going to give them the opportunity to go be on other attractions while they wait for their virtual queue number to be called for their spot on Cosmic Rewind to come available. And I saw on social media this week, I think it was on Zach Ridley, Diddley Do's Instagram. Uh, he, no, excuse me. It was uh, in Jeremy's uh Main Street Magic uh, Facebook page, he posted some stats about how many people per hour Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind can get through. This is a people eater. This ride can get about 2,800 people through it per hour. So I think if you want to get on this attraction, you're going to have the chance to. And this is another instance where my Disney experience is now pretty much a requirement for your trip but i mean i hate to break it to you it the my disney experience app has kind of been a necessity for your well lack of a better term disney experience for the last few years so this is my hot take on that going back to my whole digital age comment there are some instances where i feel like we shouldn't be utilizing mde for this i think to enter a queue is okay but i genuinely think and maybe i'm just old school i enjoyed the you have to physically walk your happy behind to a ride hit a button and that machine gives you your return time for uh fast passes mm -hmm. i i liked that system better one because there's no question like this is your time it is literally printed and you can just show up and and the machine calculates whatever 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 the problem that i have with this whole genie plus lightning lane situation is more just it's technology it's unpredictable it's not always accurate and I'm going to leave it at that. But I love mobile ordering. I love making reservations on the app. There are a lot of great things that the app has to offer. I just... I don't know. I think we've gotten to, like, I need this to be done right now. Or I need, like, I need to do this, like, before I get there. And I think, I think the whole kind of wing it is not an option and i feel like i'd like that to be an option i mean for locals it's it's kind of an option because like they can go whenever they want but for people that are going there like there are just so many things that you need to do before your trip or the morning before you even get to the park that it can be overwhelming but i mean it is what it is i i mean that's just my hot take on it i do think virtual queues are great i just think the fast pass system sh i don't know that i don't know i know there's a like a line there a very thin one but i don't know that's my hot hot take by stuffers sorry 
No, I, I don't think you have anything to apologize in this instance. I was a fan of the fast pass system they had pre-pandemic. Uh, I'm not a fan of Genie Plus. I think you might remember on previous podcasts, I admitted to being the dumbest man in the world because I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. But even then, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. But I remember talking to a friend who isn't somebody who listens to multiple Disney podcasts a week and quote unquote knows how to Disney. I was talking to them about an upcoming trip. This was before the pandemic. I'm like, okay, you got to remember 60 days out. That's when your fast pass window is going to open. You got to book your fast passes 60 days out. You're staying on property. So that means you can make advanced dining reservations 60 days out. This is when this happens 30 days out. This is when this happens. And you could see their eyes just glazing over. And I do think there is something when you say the ability to wing it just doesn't exist anymore. And that does suck because if you're not plugged in, if you quote unquote, aren't one of the, if you're one of those that quote unquote, doesn't know how to Disney, you are playing at a disadvantage and for better or for worse, the My Disney Experience app kind of plays towards that. I mean, there are goods. You you mentioned uh, virtual ordering for food, I think is is phenomenal. And I think there's no way I could do without it in the parks now. Uh, I wish more places would implement it. And I think we're getting to the point where most, if not all restaurants that are capable of having virtual ordering capabilities are having virtual order capabilities. Um, but I do think that with that good does come some bad. So you say, and you're apologizing for your hot take. I don't know if you necessarily do need to apologize for this hot take. I just, I know that there are many opinions on it and this is clearly just mine and, and obviously yours. Um, and and I'm, I'm not saying this is a dig to anyone's age, but I am in the younger generation in which like we're always on our phones and we're like, you know, we're posting on the social medias and, and content creation and, and all that stuff. And I, I mean, I am a big proponent of making my life easier by just being able to order something on my phone and calling it a day or doing something on my phone and calling it a day. I just... I know the stress that comes with going to Disney that doesn't delete the magic that you have when you're there. I I just can see the direction in which they are going and I get it you need to make a profit. I know that we, you know, we they suffered a lot during the pandemic and I and I get that. That's fine. There are just some things I would do differently as like as a consumer telling like the company like hey you i mean i'm trying to give you my money but also like you're you're being a little a little much there i i just i wish this is going back to like nostalgia too like going back to some of the old ways to complement the new ways i think would also be a great thing but mm -hmm. we're not going to do that we're literally all just going to be stuck on mde which is fine <laughs> and you'll have to get 10,000 different um, what should we call it? Battery, yep, battery, power thingy. Thank yep, you. Go get, go get your fuel rods available at these locations. But that's, throughout the I park. will say that is a good thing when I'm talking about Universal versus Disney. Well, there are different proponents to this, but like you can bring like a decent sized bag so you can have a bunch of things with you and it's not uh it's not cumbersome because you don't need a locker for any ride that you do at disney for universal i don't i don't bring that like i'm gonna take my happy butt back to my hotel and charge my phone for a little bit and just come back so there is that balance like hey there are people that come here all the time that know what they're doing and they don't need all these extra things 
But I'm just thinking for the family of like six people that like you have to make sure everyone's being fed and make sure that you're getting on the rides that they want to go on. Like it's just it's a lot to balance. And I and I think that there's a better way to do it. But I mean, there's also probably a better way than what I'm saying. I just I'm mixing in things that I know and I've been comfortable with. Um, and even when we were booking things, the 60 days in advance for fast passes, it was really stressful mm -hmm. trying to get like that frozen ever after oh, yeah. uh, fast pass 60 days in advance or 180 or whatever. But it it was you do it that one day and you are done because you at least try to get the the, the top things that you wanted for that day. And then when you get there, like, oh, if you want to add another one, you can. But it's not as stressful or, or like, I don't know. I just feel like people are so afraid of FOMO that they, like, we've just gotten to that point where, especially with the pandemic, you're like, oh, I haven't done this or I haven't done this or I need to do this or I need to do this right now, right now, right now. And um, that's, that's the tea on that. Uh, I'm sorry, but Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will utilize virtual queue <laughs> when it opens on the 27th. No, uh, I, but if I, anyone I, I do think has... a point you made uh, uh, over the last two years with the pandemic and, and, and the fear of missing out, the FOMO, I do think that really does add to it. And and I, even though it was stressful getting your fast passes under the old fast pass system, that's why I was kind of okay with it because like, it was it was stressful in that one instance of you trying to get your frozen ever after fast pass or your flight of passage fast pass or your seven dwarves mind train fast pass but you knew if you got it you got it but if you didn't get it you you were going to be on your app all day seeing if something came available you knew at those those times where they release in theory they would release more fast pass uh options and see if you could snag one of those. You're going to be on your app throughout the day, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. So on the one hand, I do miss the ability to have kind of a spontaneous trip to Disney and just kind of wing it. But I, particularly for this family of six, planning everything out, I do miss the, the fast pass system they did have and I kind of understand why they have the Genie Plus system even though I'm not a fan of it I kind of understand why they have it where do you the listener come down on this because I think this is this is a conversation that could that's what I was going to ask too that, that because could keep going like okay so this is this is the the overarching question you can see if you've been to Disney before the pandemic and if you've been to Disney post pandemic where do you fall or what is your ideal situation when it comes to my Disney experience and the capabilities of the app and how they utilize that for fast passes and all that jazz? What is what is your ideal like marriage between the two? Like I personally I like I love the app. It's all good. I like you have a nice little friends list. You could do all your all your partnering and whatever. I like it better as the reservation mobile order type situation. I do not like getting fast passes off of the app. I do not like the genie. I don't like the genie plus situation. I just, I, I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. I would rather have to go to the ride and get a ticket and call it a day. That's just me. What do you think? Please let us know at Dawes does Disney. Boom plug. I plugged you just then. <laughs> Boom. Good job, Steffers. 
good. I try. I'm going to move on to another piece of Epcot news because I, I honestly, <laughs> I deviated from the whole topic and I'm so sorry. No, no, you're good. But you're good. Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision 360, say that 10 times real fast, is closing June 27th for likely use during Food and Wine Festival. I have, I maybe have seen this once, but I have never really seen Canada Far and Wide. I am so sorry, Jeffers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jeffers feels so attacked and seen all at the same time. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a fun film. Uh, I believe it was recently updated, but I know at one point Martin Short was uh, in it, and I know Eugene Levy uh, of uh, Schitt's Creek was was in it. So, uh, so yeah, if if you're ever in Epcot, have uh, have some time. I would I would recommend checking it out, but uh, if I would recommend checking it out sooner rather than later because it will be uh, because shutting it's down. Closing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be uh, shutting down uh, starting on the twenty seventh, and I remember. June. Yes, yes, twenty seventh of June. Uh, they do have a couple twenty seventh throughout the year, so I do need to be mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. specific. Uh, and it, this this wouldn't be the first time uh, it would. This area is going to be utilized for the food and wine festival because when myself, Justin Monorail, or the artist formerly known as Justin Monorail, and Old Man Frank of Dillo's Diz, we did food and wine festival. We went into the area where. Canada Far and Wide was shown, and that's where they had the cider and cheese area of food and wine. Uh, and that's where Justin Monorail lost his uh, magic band. And uh, so that was that was always uh, a fun little caveat. So uh, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear this news, but uh, knowing when it's going to be temporary, temporarily being shut down June 27th. So uh, go check it out. And plus that area of Epcot is very pretty. It's very scenic. They got the waterfall back there. So if you're down in Epcot on one of those scorcher days in Florida, because spoiler alert, it gets hot in Florida. Um, it's a very nice area to just get out of the sun and go cool off because you got the water coming off the rocks. It's generally shady back there. Not, you know, like, like, like shady in the dock back alley type way. It's, you know, you're out of the sun. Uh, so you can cool off there for a second, check out the movie. Uh, and by the way, international food and wine festival begins July 14th and runs through November 19th. So, uh, if you don't see, uh, Canada far and wide before it shuts down on uh, the 27th of June. It's going to be gone for a while. So, yeah. Plan accordingly. Yes, plan accordingly. Speaking of planning accordingly, tragedy has stricken Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yes, yes. If you only read this headline, <laughs> if you only read the headline, you're like, oh my God, they're already canceling Kite Tales. <laughs> Kite Tales is <laughs> done. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why you actually read the article. Which I didn't, by the way, but I kind of assumed that there was more to the story. So now I have. There anyway, Disney's Kite Tales to have final quote unquote, there, this is in quotes, show on May 26th at Disney's Animal Kingdom. With the summer heat kicking in, guests are seeking shade that simply doesn't exist in the Discovery River Theater. You are not incorrect. No kidding. Yeah, like like I remember when me and the Lotus were in Animal Kingdom and for our five o'clock showing of Kite Tales, it felt like we were sitting on the surface of the sun watching that show. It was brutal. Yes, yeah, so. 
Um, Kite Tales will be more of an ambi ambience, isn't it? Ambient experience? Ambience experience? I don't even know. Dropping it's going to be an ambient experience. They're going to give you sleeping medication and people are just going to be passing that. There you go. Uh, we're sh they're shifting the focus of the show so guests will be able to experience Disney Kite Tales from anywhere around the Discovery River Lagoon with shorter and more frequent performances throughout the day. So really, this is kind of like uh, a background like background music type of thing, but like background to your park day. So you still get to experience it. It's just going to be in a different, uh, different, what's the word? Different vibe. It's just a different experience. Okay. Different the new experience. experience will be, yeah, better. Uh, the new experience will be better thought of as another aspect to the ongoing character flotilla offerings instead of a show that you will want to attend. So you can still enjoy it and, and not have to sit on the surface of the sun. Which I think is a really smart move. I, I do, in, I mean, based off of the videos I've seen, I do enjoy the show. Um, but do I want to sit in the blazing hot sun? Mm. <laughs> so, something to look forward to on your next Animal Kingdom trip after they, you know, change it up at the end of the month. Yeah, you do still have a month if you want to experience Kite Tales. The Boiling Sun. And the Boiling Sun, like the Imagineers originally uh, planned it. Now, I do want to say uh, one aspect of this show that I think is going to be going away is there are some cast members that go throughout the audience. They bring up some audience uh, members to participate. They have like stick characters to be like, oh, look, it's uh, it's, you know, some gazelle as they run across the savannah is, is Simba and Timon and Pumbaa fly by or, oh, it's Dory and some fish. You might so just use those like throughout like walking. Like, you know how they have those uh, those puppet puppet, you know, the, the there are people that walk around the park and, and utilize those too, though, right? Like that same concept. Well, that okay. That is a possibility. Uh, so, so I, uh, I'm, I'm curious if that aspect of the show will be transferred over to where it's more of a background ambiance experience instead of a full blown show. Uh, I think comparing it to the uh, character barges is a very good analogy because you'll just be walking by the river and then you'll hear, you know the drums or the music kind of slowly build it up. You're like, what is that? Where's that coming? Oh, cool. Here comes Launchpad McQuack or here comes Chip and Dale dressed up in their, in their uh, dinosaur outfits. And, and you go look by the river and there they go. You wave at Pocahontas as she goes by. It's like, I, I that's, that's a part of, that's part of the reason I love going to the animal kingdom right now. It's, it, it's, it's stuff like that. I'm really glad that Disney, during the pandemic when they couldn't have traditional character meet and greets added that. And I'm glad that now that they can have traditional character meet and greets and we, uh, we have some more meet and greet news coming up here in a second. I'm glad that Disney is continuing to retain those character barges. And now we're going to have uh, those big giant kites uh, throughout different parts of the animal kingdom, though I am sad that we're not going to have the experience of seeing those big giant kites just eat crap at the end of their run because that was always the best part of Kite Tales is just these big, massive, beautiful kites just clobbering down into the uh, into the seats there in the or there in the amphitheater. It was glorious, and I'm sad that we will no longer see you know a big 50 foot Simba kite eating the seats at the Discovery River Theater. That was, that that was an intense. That was intense. That's all it, I gotta say about that. It was the best part, Staffers. It I know, but you were very aggressive hilarious. in your description of your like 
doomsdaying down on you, rain on me. Blah, 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 blah. And I was always disappointed you could never like sit in the the designated crash zone because I would I, I wanted to you treat wanted to get it like, pelted by Baloo. Well, no, no. Well, first of all, that does sound awesome. Don't tempt me with a good time. And second of all, I wanted to treat it like I was going to like a baseball game. You know, you're sitting sitting in the crowd. If you catch a foul ball, you get to keep it. So if I catch a baloo kite, they might let me keep it. I don't know what I would do with a big 50-foot baloo uh, kite, but dang it, I could find the purpose for it. Okay, sure. I'm Speaking of doomsday... Jeffers looks so befuddled right now. I <laughs> hope y'all can feel how confused she is right now. Oh, this is glorious. This is why I uh, love this Disney confirms Star Wars launch bay character meet and greets will return to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Your girl about to get hugs from a Wookiee. <laughs> that sounded really not appropriate, but like... It's true, though. It's appropriate. It's true. Uh... Disney has confirmed that Star Wars Launch Bay at Walt Disney World will reopen and Star Wars character meet and greets will resume in the space. No details on or timing to share yet, but it's coming, y'all. It's coming. I don't, I've never, I don't think I've met anyone since the the Pando, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think I've met anyone. I've seen them from a distance. Like I have a video of Chewbacca waving at me and that I keep in my heart forever. If you have met any of the Star Wars launch bay characters, please at who was your favorite, and the correct answer is Chewbacca. Yeah, it's that is Chewbacca. It, it's definitely Chewbacca. I was fortunate enough to meet Chewbacca and unfortunate to meet Kylo Ren before the world caught fire in the, the launch bay. Chewbacca is the best, and Kylo Ren was the absolute worst meet and greet I have ever done. It was so, so awkward. Because Kylo's an awkward person or or like yes. the experience as a whole. Yes, to what you said. Like it's oh. I, I mean, I mean, they nailed the whole element of you going to meet an emo cosplayer because like Oh, like, so it was like on, on brand, but it was just the most weirdest on brand situation you were put yourself in. So uh -huh. you, Oh, okay. Like okay. like I mean, like I get it, like like Darth Vader is, you know. Well, Darth Freak Invader, so it's probably not, you know, going to meet like Mickey and Minnie or anything like that. But at least I think that would be fun. Kylo was just uncomfortable. So, so I'm, I'll, I will not be standing in line for Kylo Ren again. Chewbacca, I will stand in line all day. I will stand in dang. all the lines for Chewbacca. Yes. And also, in, in addition to Chewbacca and Kylo Ren, BB-8 and Darth Vader have been there in the past. Don't know if Disney's going to be switching up the lineup. Uh, we don't know when these characters are going to be returning or when Launch Bay is going to be reopening. But uh, considering the fact that the Launch Bay has been closed for two years since you know, it, it initially shut down uh, because of the pandemic and it's kind of just been sitting there unused. I'm glad that uh, this big giant area of Hollywood studio is being used again and we are getting back towards more meet and greets, particularly the Chewbacca one. Two thumbs up from the Dawes on this one. Fantabulous. On oh, that and, and, same and, uh, uh, Speaking of Star Wars characters, uh, this past week, uh, Disney did... Uh, 
they they shut down the Magic Kingdom for uh, for the cast member night and and awards. Rightfully so. Y'all are awesome. Thank you for everything you do. And we saw some pictures. Uh, they uh, they did wishes or uh, some uh, some part of wishes for the nighttime fireworks show, which was incredible. But what made me think of this? They broke out some Star Wars character costumes. So they had Jawas walking around. They had another Jedi, a Tuscan, a Gamoran walking around. Um, so first of all, they looked cool. I'm glad that Disney went above and beyond for these cast members who deserve so much and more. But that made me think, well, somebody pointed it out on Twitter and I agreed with them. Why aren't these characters wandering around in Galaxy's Edge? If y'all got those costumes, costume up some cast members and let 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 them wander around in Galaxy's Edge because you pitched this as a fully immersive Star Wars experience. Wouldn't seeing a Jawa, you know, peek out from around some some stairs or something, wouldn't that immerse you in, in the Star Wars universe? Just me though. Just me. Just anyway, you. please continue. Just you. It's okay. <laughs> I was just gonna move on to another part. We're gonna leave that too a little bit and we're we're gonna go a little bit hop skip away. Uh, more details have been released for the new show sequence coming to Fantasmic. And if y'all know, your girl loves some Fantasmic. It's true. Yo girl loves it. Disney has shared a few more details about the new show segment coming to Fantasmic. The iconic Fantasmic at Disney Disney's Hollywood Studios will make its much-anticipated return later in 2022 with a new show sequence featuring Disney characters Mulan. Heck yeah! Elsa, Aladdin, Pocahontas, and Moana. Shocker, there's Moana in there. And heroic moments as well as new technical enhancements. Guests won't want to miss the spectacle set on a canvas of water where the forces of good and evil battle it out in Mickey's dream. The extravagant open-air nighttime musical boasts more than 50 live performers, massive sets, stunning effects, rousing music, and dazzling pyrotechnics. Duh. Duh. If you haven't seen Fantasmic, when it reopens, highly recommend. And now they're adding my girl in, so you know it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. You just know. Oh my gosh, she's going to get representation in Hollywood Studios. It's so cute. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm to Fantasmic coming back because like, it's not only is it a great nighttime show, it really does feel like Hollywood Studios has had a part missing. And I do think that it is Fantasmic. That end of the night, you know, perfect way to cap off your you and your family's day in Hollywood Studios this awesome heck some would call it fantastic nighttime experience in Fantasmic I think it coming back is is really good news but uh there is some changes coming to Fantasmic it's not necessarily going to be the same show we've seen in the past uh back in November of 2021 some people were hearing rumblings that uh some 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 scenes with Pocahontas were being cut. We did get confirmation in that statement from Disney. Pocahontas is going to be in the show, but um, uh, Scott Gustin on Twitter does say the new sequence will replace the existing Pocahontas scene. The scene will feature multiple characters and each will have their own moment during the new scene. It will also replace the scene that at that specific slot in the show. Also, it will be a bit longer than the current scene. Uh, you might remember back in November of 2021, Blog Mickey exclusively, they say, uh, reported that the Pocahontas scene was being cut from the newer version of the show, Pocahontas. The character will be represented in a new scene coming to the show along with the other characters. So um, I'll be curious to see what this new scene is. 
obviously Pocahontas is not being eliminated from the show and blog Mickey is saying, uh, or rather Scott Gustin is saying that uh, she will have a longer scene and it will feature multiple characters in said scene. So uh, interested to see what that is going to look like when Fantasmic relaunches later this year. That was a spicy mouthful, but I hope we are all able to take in the Fantasmic show because I have fond memories of it, and I would like all of you to also have fond memories of it. To round out our Disney news cycle, Fab 50 Scavenger Hunt Batu Bounty Hunter Games launching with Magic Band Plus this summer. Oh, Magic Band Plus. I've We've been hearing about it. It's, it's coming. finally it's finally coming to fruition here people after a guest enters a theme park magic band plus will come alive at various times with color changing lights haptic vibrations and gesture recognition enhancing the environment's storytelling this uh, the wearable will allow guests to engage with favorite disney moments in new ways and discover interactive experiences including Guests can embark on the Disney Fab 50 Quest scavenger hunt throughout the four Walt Disney World theme parks using Magic Band Plus to help spread pixie dust and interact with the gold character statues. I have a problem with this. With the Play Disney Parks app, guests can dive deeper into the experience to find hints and keep track of sculptures that will unlock digital achievements, including an augmented reality feature. What happens after the 50th is over? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I was going to ask what your problem is because I'm glad they're finally doing problem. They're doing something with the Yeah, but they're doing 50, it literally like two yeah, months before the that, Okay, mm, it's fine. Mm, mm. <laughs> Moving on to the next thing. In the Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters experience, guests can join the Batu Bounty Hunters Guild in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Using their Magic Band Plus to find numerous virtual bounties hidden throughout Black Spire Outposts, guests will follow the band's light patterns and haptics to complete their mission. Then they will return to the local Guildmaster who will reward them with galactic credits. Guests can also use the play bounty using the app's, multiple, or the app's built-in augmented reality thermal viewer. Okay, but what do we do with these galactic credits? My second issue. Well, I mean, currently right now using the app, you, you can, you know, scan stuff throughout uh, Galaxy's Edge and you can buy like virtual clothes and titles for your character. So it's I'm, all it's all a bunch of virtual stuff. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No it's all virtual stuff. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something to do. And, and before they added the, the Magic Band Plus element, it was something free to do in the parks, so. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. All right, last thing. Guests can experience nighttime spectaculars in a new way as they see their bands light up and complement the magic in the skies, including the new harmonious at Epcot and Disney Enchantment at Magic Kingdom Park. <laughs> sorry, I choked. I'm so sorry, I choked. These experiences will be available with Magic Band Plus and will launch when Magic Band Plus goes on sale this summer. Disney Resort, Disney Resort Hotel guests and Walt Disney World annual pass holders will have the option to purchase at a discounted pre-arrival price guests may continue to use their existing magic band and disney magic mobile available on eligible devices to enjoy other features such as park entry the original magic band product will continue to be available for purchase as well magic band plus will be available on the other coasts later this year some of the features will vary between walt disney world and disneyland resort more details tbd so tbd on that well i'm i'm glad that they're not outright eliminating current magic band usefulness because I'm a fan of the current magic bands because I have a whole bunch of them and I might low-key be a uh, magic band collector but uh the magic band plus stuff I I think looks neat uh I like the interactive element of it uh I 
am now curious since you pointed it out, Steffers, what are they going to do with the Fab 50 Quest after the 50th anniversary stuff is over and they are, you know, launching it a few months months before the 50th anniversary stuff comes to an end and seeing the Batu bounty hunter stuff um i think it's cool um this is kind of the stuff they were originally talking about doing when they initially pitched galaxy's edge how it was going to be an interactive star wars experience so if we can get closer to what they initially sold us galaxy's edge was going to be cool thumbs up Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm sorry. I had this idea for Epcot. What if there is a scannable thing? Sorry, this is going to be a spoiler for anyone who hasn't eaten at Space 220. This is just the idea I had that popped up in my head. But they add like a touch a touch point and then you have like a customizable astronaut that displays on the screen while you're dining at Space 220. Oh, that would be fun. But like you can really implement cool. that at different places that have like interactive like screens and stuff like that. That that would be cool. And I'm willing to I bet either again, no, but still. <laughs> would would that be enough to draw you back if you could see your own customizable astronaut? I mean, if I can make a Oh, I gotta think about it. I was gonna say something that was inappropriate for this podcast. If I could make <laughs> a super cool astronaut, then maybe. I would get a drink there, you know? Okay, all right. Well, and I'd imagine when uh, the Moana uh, water experience uh, launches, maybe there'll be some interaction with the Magic Band Plus there. I don't know. That's coming from the sunny beaches of Speculation Nation. But uh, I think the Magic Band technology could be cool. I'm still in a wait and see uh, kind of stance because we really haven't seen anything uh, about it out out in the wild, so to speak. We're just now starting to see it actually being shown off and i'd imagine you know even though some of the uh, nighttime experiences it's being synced to aren't exactly our favorite or the best nighttime experiences disney has put out there it'll still probably be a really cool addition um if i'm imagining anything like what we've seen at college and professional sports uh you can sync up colors for certain moments and cues and concerts and stuff like that. If, if Disney can pull stuff like that off, I think that's going to be a very cool add-on for those experiences. It's going to be, you know, the icing on the cake. So I'll be interested to see what Magic Band Plus does and looks like once it's launched later this year. Yes, I think they have a lot of potential. I just think we have to see what they can come up with. I mean, I know Imagineers are very creative. Um, I just... Initially, I'm, I'm underwhelmed, but I feel like there is a lot of potential, so I'm excited to see what they come up with in the future. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree, and uh, and I think this podcast uh, has has a lot of a lot of potential uh, for for the future as well. And speaking of potential in the future, I think you staffers have some potential in the future in this podcasting and streaming game. So, where can the lovely listeners find you on both instances? Well, you can find me at Adventures with Stuffers on Instagram and TikTok. I finally hit 1K on TikTok, so you will see me live on there more. I'm actually going to be putting myself out there here shortly. And um, before I say what I'm doing, I'm just going to ask for positive vibes and then we'll see if it works out. Um, On Twitter, I am AsianZing95. On uh, Twitch, I am also twitch.tv slash AsianZing95. Do I have another plug? Uh, Adventureswithstuffers.com and the Adventures with Stuffers podcast. New episodes drop almost every Wednesday on your podcatchers. 
Great job as always, Steffers. You've been uh, killing it last couple episodes of Avengers with Steffers. And I don't just say that because I was on an episode here recently. Follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips, sit on your button munch. That's where you can find... Really outdated podcasts I've done, talking about Game of Thrones, talking about video games, uh, stuff I've done in college radio, interviewing the cast of Futurama, interviewing the cast of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, Venture Brothers, stuff like that. And I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station, locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. The uh, day we're recording this happens to be Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to the Lotus. You rock the Lotus. Um, uh, And uh, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal. Pay your cast members and your team members living wages. They are what makes the magic happen. We love coming down to your parks and spending our money, but they are responsible for the magic when we are down there. Be decent to each other. Be kind to each other. Being decent and being kind costs you nothing, and you don't know how far a kind word will impact somebody and how far a kind word will go. And uh, take care of yourself and take care of your mental health. It's very important this day and age. So for Steffers, I'll miss you guys. Love you. Make good choices. My name is Landon Doan. We'll see you back here next week. Another episode of Dawes Does Disney. You've been great. We've been Dawes Does Disney. Yeah, you know the term I can't even. I can't even with that just can't wow you even use that correctly i'm so proud of you you you. old folk getting to be hip and cool thank you i'm i'm hip and cool and pop and fresh pop lock and drop it my mom just so happened to me she's like oh i found this really cute disney purse here let me show you a picture and i was like two hundred dollars even before she showed it. it to me it's like oh cool well i'll get it for you for mother's day it, like it's one of these like Doonesbury purses or whatever. So I dropped like Dooney and Burke. That oh, thing. God. You are going to you're you have no money in your wallet anymore. You know, you're broke. No, it's just the meatloaf on fire. What? Oh, it was the baby on fire. I don't think that makes it any better. Steffers. It's a sim baby. It's not a real baby. Let's calm down. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Maybe, ow, I just bit my tongue. Quality, quality content produced by your stuffers. And I was not just throw like it was in the last minute. It was definitely <laughs> planned. The person next to me, she sat down and the first thing she did, she kicked her shoes off. So I had to sit next to some lady and her stank ass feet for two hours because I smelt her stinky ass feet immediately. It was awful. And I just lost my head. Okay, they're back. Fantastic. What else can happen?
<laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And plus, I'm a DJ. You know how us people live. It's a reference from a show before your time, Steffers. Your girl about to get hugs from a Wookiee. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. Thank you.